What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Elegance Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithenbank. The Pels lose again. There's nothing much more profound than that uh, in terms of naming the episode. Um, it sort of has become our life at the minute. Um... Loss against Sacramento tonight. Loss against Golden State Warriors. We beat Portland just, but took 40 points from Ingram. Lose to the Magic. Lose to the Knicks. Lose to Toronto. Lose to the Lakers. We beat OKC. Took Ingram, getting 34. Lose to the Cavs. And then we had three-game win streak in a row. And again, that was 30 points from Ingram and, and Murphy in each of those games. Disappointing, to say the least, the way that this season has unfolded. Had those 10-game losing streak, and then you start with a three-game winning streak, and then you go and lose, like, of the last nine, you lose seven of the last nine. So, how is that, like, I mean, positive? It's not. It's, uh, it's, it's woeful, and it's been across the board. Today, we're going to talk about what went wrong in this game, what is going on with the Pelicans, and and why there's no uh, accountability. This is going to be an unpack all of the issues sort of pod, because, I mean, it's all well and good for me to run through what happened in the, um, in the Kings game, and we'll definitely do that as well, but we cast our mind back to the start of the season. You, you roll straight in, and, and you thrash a stacked Brooklyn Nets team. And then you follow it up by thrashing a Charlotte Hornets team. And then you're 2-1, not 2-0. and oh. You lose in overtime to Utah. Then you beat Dallas. Then Phoenix gives you the first real test. You know, this season, then you go on this big five, six game winning streak at the start of uh, December. You follow it up with another five gamer over the end of December into January. You get to the top of the standings. And then you just free fall. I mean, Zion does his hamstring against Philadelphia 76ers. And the team just goes to water. Brandon Ingram returns. But I guess injuries just catch up with you. 
We have the third most injuries of any team. Uh, I think I said in the broadcast today was 65 missed games uh, throughout the journey of um, players missing, which, you know, that, that puts you right up there. You play a Kings team that's been healthy. Um, but there's no excuse. They had the Aaron Fox out there all-star, and you just lay an egg. You absolutely lay an egg. And I, I think there's no excuse to the performance in these losses. Jen Hale, before the game, interviewed... Willie Green in that pre-game press conference they do, and she said third quarters are where the Kings' bread is buttered. You know, they turn up the offense in that, and it's where Pelicans suffer in, in third quarters. That's their defense goes to absolute water in third quarters. Well, it happened again. You, you even talked about it, that it was a, a, an emphasis, and yet you come out of the the locker room at three-quarter time with the team that scored drawed and you play like absolute rubbish it's um i just don't think it, it's acceptable and we get these um marketing emails from the pelicans you know they've got to sell their season tickets get them renewed and when you're getting those on top of a poor performance you know last chance pelican season tickets plus an exclusive gift Lock in your 2023-24 season tickets by this Wednesday to receive your choice of a uniquely designed gift not available in the team shop. That's all well and good, but is that the incentive when on the court we're dishing up absolute rubbish? You know, you might get benefits for, of course you do, for getting, uh, you know, the season tickets. It gets, it's definitely cheaper to do it that way if you're going to attend every game. Get different perks, things like that. It's not a knock on the organisation, but timing and and delivery of marketing is so imperative when your season ticket holders are sitting there going well, why would i go and spend three four thousand dollars to get season tickets and the rest is probably more um and then we come out and, and the team what you're paying to go and see actually infuriates you i know by the end of that game i was sitting there going we just need to like get the get the kids in, let them have a run because what we're putting out there was unacceptable. You've got LeBron James out there tweeting about how his son, who barely going to get into a D one school other than his name, is better than half these kids in in the NBA playing. You know, that's embarrassing. There's only one game on, and it was us getting slapped. So it's it's disappointing to, I suppose. See a team that last year, when we were 3-16, and 16, and we talked about this this start last year, last season, and we were up against it. We were in the mud. We were so frustrated. Just wait. that When the team's healthy, we'll be able to see it. Well, we're still waiting for that. But at least in every single one of those 3-16 and 16 games, our team fought. There wasn't many where they dropped their head. There might have been a quarter, or there may have been... Um, you know, certain circumstances. But in that run home, not once did we take the foot off the gas. And it's almost like we're resting on our laurels from last year. Oh, it'll just happen, or it'll just get fixed when Zion comes back. We did nothing at the trade deadline besides get Josh Richardson, and I hope whatever he's out for with his personal stuff, that um, resolves itself. I, I hope it's it's nothing serious and, um, and, he, and he gets back soon, um, because obviously you don't want to, wish ill on anyone but 
it wasn't a move the needle move and and that to me says that you've got a, a general manager and you know griff and trajan sitting there going well is this a season to go all in and and i think we all agreed that it wasn't because of the injury that we have but when is the right time because now you've got brandon ingram halfway through this this max contract you've got zion entering it you're right up against this um you know, next season he'll be on his on his max contract. You got CJ McCollum making thirty odd million a year. As as ninety million and the rest worth of salary in three players that haven't have played ten games together. And yeah, I know that sounds it's like well you need to give him a chance, but at the same time, something has to give because if the two that are there can't lead a team by himself. You're not going to be able to compete just by putting it all on Zion's shoulders. Yes, he's an absolute mismatch. He's a, he's a nightmare to guard. He's one of the you know generational players. He's a unicorn. You know he, he is absolutely unstoppable. I've watched him live. I know what this kid can do. Uh, he he is absolutely incredible basketballer, and I and I won't hear otherwise. The issue is, is that he is also going to get injured. Because of the amount of contact that he takes. He doesn't shoot jumpers or very rarely. He plays in a style that warrants itself to getting beat up. There's going to be nights that he misses. Even if he has a a healthy season, he's not going to play 82 games. No one does anymore. So if your other two stars can't then turn around and say, well, I can actually, no stars, you know, your big three, the high paid players, then it's time to shift them. It's time to reflect and say, is this what we want to do? Or it's time to have, a, as a coach and as a GM, an honest conversation with these players and say, this is what the role you need to play when Zion comes back. And they need to accept that role. I know it, it's difficult this year because we've seen so many injuries that everyone's playing out of their ideal role. But it's not helped that the trust factor by Willie Green to his players doesn't seem to be both ways. There's guys out there that would run through a brick wall for him at the start of the season and during last year. They would run through a brick wall. Now it looks like Willie Green doesn't have a handle on what's going on out there. And the players are responding in a way that, you know, is negative, that is is lackadaisical, that, that they don't want to play. And I've never felt that about this team, that this team has currently constructed. I didn't feel like this team ever gave up, and I felt like they gave up tonight, and that, and and I felt like they've done that throughout the the ten game losing streak, uh, and you know through this this stretch in January to now, and that's frustrating for me because when you have a team that has all of the pieces and all of the potential and all of the hype and everything's lining up and everyone's on the same timeline, it makes it tricky to to see what the direction is and what the view is by the by the front office. Are we rebuilding or are we contending? Because at the moment, we're 12. We're tied 31 and 34 on the season, which puts us in line with the Lakers, Portland and Utah. And we don't own the tiebreaker for Utah or the Lakers. So there's three teams or four teams and you're only got the advantage over one of them, the Portland Trailblazers, and you have to win against this team as well to lock that in. And that's coming up. That's our home game. 
we can we can say the schedule sucked and it has at times absolutely we can we can blame everything under the sun but at the same time you need to get yourself ready to play you need to be prepared to take on the team that you're facing each and every night it doesn't matter what court you're on you can't be so atrocious at beating good teams on the road we've won twice against teams over 500 on the road this year it's unacceptable because I guarantee if you make the playoffs and, you know, we've got 17 games left, so it's going to be tricky. You go through it, say we get through the play-in, we go to the playoffs. You're facing teams over 500. And if you can't win against them during the regular season, do you think it's going to be easier or harder during the playoffs to do it? You know, this is food for thought. And while it's not, I, I refuse to ever give up on this team. I'll tell you that. And this is this is a candid podcast rather than an angry or sad. I'm not upset. I'm frustrated and I'm annoyed that the potential and the opportunity has been wasted. Um, and, and for some part, it's through no fault of our own, you know, ankle injuries and, uh, you know, sh- sore shoulders and um, wear and tear injuries. That happens. You know, soft tissue injuries like hamstrings and things like that. But that happens. It comes from overwork. But you need to be able to be put in a situation that if you lose a player of, of a, a Brandon Ingram or a Zion, that you can at least be competitive or at least have the desire to be competitive. And that desire, I think, is what's lacking at the moment. It's like we're just going to drag ourselves through. I mean, we find out tomorrow, I think, with a scan for Zion on Zion's hamstring. I mean, if he hasn't started running again, which I don't know if he has, uh, you know, he's probably still two weeks away. That doesn't leave him much time at all, maybe six or seven games. I mean, let's have a look at the schedule coming up. From from 9 March is, is, is the next game against Dallas. You know... There's not many easy games. You've got OKC coming out. You've got Portland. Um, You've got the Lakers. Houston a couple of times. San Antonio. So you hope you could get three wins there. But who knows? Charlotte's bad. So you'd hope you could beat them. Portland again. And then you've got to play some tough teams. Maybe some of them down the line like Sacramento or Memphis, Knicks or, or Minnesota. Those go in and maybe the Clippers, maybe they rest a few guys if they're closer to the playoff and, and locked in. But you can't bet on that. You need to win these games. I think out of the next 10, you need to you have to beat OKC. You have to beat Portland. You have to beat the Lakers. You have to beat Houston twice. And you have to beat San Antonio and Charlotte. So you should lose to Dallas. And you should lose the Clippers. And that should be your next two losses. That's, that's all you can afford. When you when you say the season's a long... It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's true. But when you get to the sprinting part, <laughs> that's when you need to really perform. And unfortunately, we just haven't been able to string it together. And it feels like our, even our rotations and uh, our confidence on offense and on defense has just been lackadaisical. It's been... Uh, it's been bad at times. It's been stagnant. We get beaten by a zone of all things. I mean, come on! It's it's uh, it's frustrating, and, and I don't I don't know what the fix is. I, I don't, and I can't pretend to know. Um, 
know what the fix is. It's a mentality thing. It's about, uh, I suppose, caring and confidence and, you know, winning games. But it's tough to win games when other teams are in a rhythm and come out and slap you and know that they can have fun against you. At the end of this Kings game, the Kings were celebrating. They were jumping up and down and dunking the ball and shooting mad threes and, you know, lighting the beam. And we just have to, you know, pack all the gear up and hop on the airplane. You don't get to celebrate. You don't get to be happy with a result like that. Like I said, you're falling to 12th. You're not even in the plane now. You don't. If, if it finished tomorrow, you don't get to play in the postseason. And we miss again. And we've got barely any wiggle room for the playing, uh, for the luxury tax. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. But we'll go to a break. I'll come back. We'll unpack this, uh, this Kings game and then we'll get out of here. So stick around and I'll be back after this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Before the break, I just sort of ranted about uh, the lack of effort by the team and that was really highlighted against the Pelican uh, against the Kings today we're in Sacramento we're finishing off a road trip and um, we look bad we lost 123 to 108 uh, after being tied at halftime we then proceeded to give up 38 points in the third quarter to 20 and um, you know they just sort of held on and gave us a flogging so they were without De'Aaron Fox, uh, and no one really participated uh, and, and looked like they wanted to play. Besides Kyra Lewis, I thought he was good, and I thought Herb was good as well. So let's have a look at the plus-minus, because what is a true testament to the way someone played? Uh, then advanced stats. So minus 10 was Trey, minus 1 was Brandon Ingram, minus 27 was CJ McCollum. Chew on that. Minus four was Herb Jones. Minus 13 was Najee Marshall. Minus 12 was Jackson Hayes. Minus 12 was Dyson Daniels. Um, we didn't see Billy or G Temp. Uh, the two positive players was Jonas Valanciunas returning from a sore calf, calf contusion. Um, and Kyra Lewis Jr. He got a plus three. Before the game, Willie Green talked about uh, getting out and running. Sprint, look and talk or something was his three little mantra. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Kyra did it. I think JV was pretty solid, but everyone else was 
average. We had a heap of turnovers. We weren't able to capitalize on them. And, um, you know, the Kings took advantage. They let you score against them. They're bad defensively. Coming into the game, they were 26 in the league in um, in defense in the defensive rankings in the, in the NBA. So, you know, you can score against them. But they'll also score against you. They love to score. Uh, they'll put on a heap of points, average about 119 per contest for the season, which is which is big time. Um, so, what did we see? We saw Brandon Ingram. He had 9 of 16 shooting at 24 points. JV, 19 and 12, easy on 9 and 11. Uh, he ran a muck. He was very good. Um, Trey Murphy got himself looking like he had a good game with 17. He was solid in parts, but uh, the shooting was sort of uh, made up in the last quarter where it was pretty much over. Uh, CJ McCollum was bad and his hands cooked, so I don't know why he's still playing. Go and have a week off and get it right because you do more damage. He had five turnovers. BI had six. He had 14 and he took six or 14 shots. So that was pretty good. Uh, Herb Jones had a great game because he got moving. He wasn't standing in the corner doing absolutely nothing. He decided he was going to splash a couple of threes, three of three from there. So take that, the haters. Um, he had 13 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, one steal, one block, five of eight shooting. He was excellent. And he got a minus four, but, you know, everyone was crap. Uh, so not bad at all. Kyra had a Big part to play off the bench with 19 minutes. He had three points, one rebound, one assist, one steal, one of seven shooting. Uh, so that's what you, you say. You know, he went one of seven shooting and it looked like he had a good game. So, you know, how's that? When the eye test says that Kyra's having a good game because he was doing a heap of stuff and he goes one for seven for three points. You know, that, that was... I did those plus minuses without looking... At who did what. So let that be the <laughs> the lesson into advanced stats. Uh, Najee Marshall. Seven points, two rebounds, three assists, three of five shooting. Was solid in spurts. Didn't really play enough and didn't really uh, get the opportunity to move on offense. Which is where he is best out in transition. Jackson Hayes, nine points, two rebounds. Didn't do much else. Uh, a couple of big dunks. He's looking more and more confident each game, but then we go away from it every time he gets going. We ice them because that's what the Pelicans do on offense. Dyson Daniels, two points, three rebounds. Pretty good put back. Um, you know, didn't really get into the game. Didn't really do much else. Tough, tough game. You know, you got triple-double from Sabonis. He had 19-11-11. Herder had 25. Uh, Trey Lyles off the bench had 14. Um, Harrison Barnes, 14. Murray had 13. Mitchell had 15. Monk had 11. So, and you know, you had Meta with 9. So, you've got a heap of guys on that team who all put up big numbers. And that's because we just decided not to defend. So, that was pretty interesting. But what I want to see coming up, well, you've got to finish strong. I want to make the play in. I want to make the playoffs. I didn't think we'd be down the bottom here. And of course, injuries, of course, asterisks these injuries. It is doom and gloom, though. The people are injured. They're going to be out for a while. Uh, you know, Jose with that uh, shin issue, he's probably going to be out for, well, they said three weeks. That's just be reassessed. Larry's got another couple of weeks with his ankle. The reinforcements aren't coming. Maybe Josh Richardson, if, if his personal stuff resolves itself, but... 
we're still a, a number of weeks away before players come back. So this is this is what we've got in front of us. And we need to be better. The non-negotiables. Bring effort. Execute the fundamentals. And don't give up. Don't give up. Earn your spot. Because... There's plenty of jobs out there. and the, uh, There's not that many jobs in the NBA, but there's plenty of players that could play in there and they're all looking for jobs. If you can't do it, give your role to someone else because they want that spot. They want those minutes. It's like we're too complacent because we know there's no pressure below because those people are already playing. It's winning time now. Uh, there's no more time to muck about. Everyone is going to be a challenge from here on out and it's about whether the Pelicans want to take control of their future. So I'm going to leave it at that. Something to chew on. I'll be back after the next game as per the norm. This has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe and bye for now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.